Welcome to Big Bear Christian Center Sermon Audio. Join us this morning as Mark Johnson from Forerunner Ministries talks about reviving our heart and being in the place that God originally intended us to be, in communion with Him. We're still alive and well. By the grace of, getting a little more revelation with what Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. <laughs> you know, and, and it's been quite a journey since we, we left the hill here. Uh, just to give some of you a little bit more background, that yeah, we do have three boys. Two of them were born here in California and one in Minnesota. And they're all serving the Lord today. We're just, it's, we're just we thank God for that. And uh, we've been in ministry full-time for, for over 30-some years. And by that, I mean we don't get a regular salary, don't get a regular paycheck. We live by faith. And uh, that has been quite a journey. And uh, I, I don't even want to go down that whole road right now <laughs> because I believe there's a message here for us today. But... I do, we do thank God for Big Bear Christian Center supporting us. And it has sustained us through a lot. I will give you a little background about what we do. Because sometimes, you know, you can, you know, different churches can go, well, what do you do? <laughs> and I used to get all bent out of shape about that because you got to try and explain everything all the time. And, and Jesus, you know, I just felt like Jesus said, so, well, I understand. They kept saying, you know, who are you until the day I died? You know, who are you? <laughs> if you're a Christ, come down from that cross, you know. And so he had to deal with this too, and thank God he helps us <laughs> because our identity is all about him. Amen? And so I do try to, the Lord has kind of helped us whittle this down. As Pastor Rob said, we are urban missionaries, and we function in Minneapolis. And I remember when we were up here on a hill too, and I just kind of had this vision and when the Lord was calling us back there, and, and, and many of you know, Minnesota obviously is right below Canada and Minneapolis, uh, you know, major city there. But I just saw kind of all these streams of light going north, and then everything was heading south and east and west. And we were like in the north central part of the country, and, and we were just launched out. And we have, like Rob said, we've gone all over. And uh, what we do in the city uh, has taken a few years to kind of come to fruition and light and so I'll just share a few things that we do uh, one of the things that's happened in the last couple of years that has been really exciting is uh, you know Jesus said to go and make disciples right and I'm getting a wonderful revelation we can actually have fun doing that you know go and making disciples and one of the things I most love to do on this planet is play guitar Right, Rob? Play guitar, man. I love to play guitar. And so we, a lot of the uh, drug addicts and guys that are coming through the rehab programs, we've been giving them free guitar lessons and mentoring them and discipling them at the same time. And right now, we started this program about two years ago, and I'm so excited. We have eight people, <laughs> kind of myself. Now, and I, and this and this is really weird. I don't even want our program to grow much more because eight guitars going at once. How many remember the gong show? 
<laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Woo, man. <laughs> Even last week, it's like, Lord, we got to get through tonight somehow, you know. But the last couple of years, the guys are learning guitar. And a couple months ago, they did their first coffee house gig. Uh, they got to play a whole hour, and that was pretty cool. And so we were starting to multiply and, and take our gift and invest it into others. And, and that takes time, and, you know, and we need money and help for that. We're just launching this program. We, you know, we need guitars and all this stuff, you know, and, and so it's, it's going to happen. And one of the things that we're, uh, we're praying about right now, and we're, we're looking for a building. And all these years of ministry, we've never had to worry about a building and stuff, but now it, we are looking for a facility. We found a church that is praying about letting us use their some of their rooms and where we can have our guitar mentor. And the other thing we do, we have a home group we've had for about seven years. I want to call it a home cell group, whatever, but we've met together for seven years. And so uh, that is going on. And that our, our latest thing right now is every year we do a coat giveaway. We give away about 300 coats right uh, in the big Kmart parking lot in South Minneapolis. And it's real simple. Uh, if you want to give out umbrellas, do it when it's raining. Somebody say, duh. Yeah, yeah, we got revelation going here. This is great. <laughs> and so when you give out coats, do it in the wintertime in December. And we've done it during the blizzard. When we started this thing, we pulled up in that tan van of ours threw the threw, uh, plastic tarps out, put the coats down, and the people came. You didn't have to, have, you know, do a lot of advertising. We keep the young people, uh, you know, like the kids' age, they get out there. With, one guy designed a little sign, and he put Christmas lights around it, put free coats, and he's got a little battery hooked up, but it ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> and we have it in Spanish too. Thank God we got to have it, you know, Spanish. And then we give out these hand warmers. Thank God the directions on those hand warmers are in Spanish as well as English. So, you know, so we have a big crowd every year for this. We have interpreters, and I want to share uh, this with you. This is not speaking evangelistically now. You know, where ten got saved and hundreds, the evangelist says hundred got saved but over 90 percent of the people that come to get those coats get prayed for they get prayed for a lot of them for jobs many for their families but for healing and salvation and all this and so that's coming up pray for this that's coming up in december and like i said we've only had to cancel it once when it was about 20 below <laughs> i don't feel led <laughs> <laughs> to go out today, you know. So that one we did cancel. But so that gives you a little idea, some of the functions, what we do, and that's what you support. And I'm going to be straight up with you. We still need more support. You know, this morning we're coming, you know, there's two things to this whole thing. You give and you receive. And we come and want to give this morning, you know. But I'll tell you, we're ready to receive, too. <laughs> you know, I, when I see that envelope from California, I say, thank you, Jesus. I don't even open it. I say, thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes you hold it to the light. 
<laughs> I've done it all, <laughs> you know. But uh, God is faithful, and I thank God for friends and family that, that, that have supported us and to be ordained out of this place. i got to tell you one other story about my Big Bear ordination card. Besides getting free parking at the hospital, uh, <laughs> thank you, church. That's very cool. Uh, <laughs> Ground Zero, 9-11. That card helped even get me through on Ground Zero to go right down to the site. You know, so I have my driver's license, my Big Bear ordination, you know, Show the you know the military guys there, and then we had a special one too to get us in there. And uh, so um, it's been it's an honor and privilege to, to be sent out of this church, and God has, has taken us many places. So please keep us in your prayers, uh, especially this year right now. Uh, I'd like to share something here. Just I'll try to watch the time because you know I go to church too. <laughs> And the preacher gets too long, and I lean over, over to Jan Lee, my wife, and say, honey, don't let me do that, please. So I'll try to be conscious of, of your time this morning here. But not too long ago, I had a, I feel kind of humble and embarrassed, but what's the scripture? It says, is it the old man shall dream dreams or the young man? I get that mixed up. But the, the old man dream dreams? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They sleep more. (laughs) All right, moving right along. Uh, I had a dream. (laughs) And in that dream, and this was very short, so I'm not going to get super prophetic on you and this whole thing, but, but, man, these huge waves were coming, these huge swells. And... And then there, there was this road, and, and like I said, this is going to be very short because <laughs> I saw these waves coming, and, man, I started beat feet. I'm, I'm out of there, man. I'm turning around and running. And, and I actually got scared because, you know, it's like the perfect storm. These things were huge. And, and, I, and I woke up. I just woke up, and I, the, the, the awareness that came to me immediately was that I had to get to higher ground. You hear where I'm going? I had to get to higher ground to escape the oncoming waves. And I want to start this morning in Revelation 4. Revelation in chapter 4, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. I believe the prophetic implication of that is, is the Lord saying to us, I want to show you who I really am, not who you think I am. How many want to see the Lord for who he really is? And now that's going to take some tearing down of patterns of thinking. It's going to cause some changes, you know, in in coming up and getting the revelation of who he is. That's what one of the best definitions of revival I've heard was the Lord saying, I'm going to show you who I'm really like. You get revived in your thinking. Get revived and, and come into the place we need to be. Let's go to Isaiah 57. 
this verse kind of brought back some memories to me here too when we had a press retreat here a number of years ago. This particular verse was given to me by one of the presbyters here. Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. Lord, make us humble. Make us broken. That's what I love about this song. It just has touched my heart. All my deserts are rivers of joy. You're the treasure I could not afford. So I'll spend myself till I'm empty, broken, contrite. I'll spend, I just give it all. Take my thinking. Change me. Just, just take it all, Lord. And I'll spend myself till I'm empty and poor. All for you, revive me, Lord. I dwell in a high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. For I will not contend forever, nor will I always be angry, for the spirit would fail before me. This is a high and holy calling that we have. The Lord is calling us. He's calling us back to the place where we need to be. We were created to have fellowship with Him, right? And we were called back, and this, and this, our lives are spent to be called back to that intimate communion. That's what we're called to have: intimate communion and fellowship with Him. That's what Adam and Eve had before the fall. Can you imagine what that was like? That communion, that's what you and I are called, that communion. I mean, even in the in the 60s, you know, the, amongst the hippies, there was still, Crosby still in Nashville singing, we got to get back to the garden. The only problem was, you know, we don't smoke it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Some of you got that. That was good. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> they had the right idea, you know, we got to find ourselves, you know, and, so let's get high. And I will know. <laughs> it's found in Jesus Christ to bring us back to God. He dwells in that high and holy place. Chapter 58. And I want to talk just about one of the things that the Lord has dealt with me about what's being a hindrance to this. What's been a hindrance uh, and coming into that next step and the next phase and, and growing deeper in, in the Lord and, and knowing who he really is. Recently, um, my wife, Jan Lee, her father passed away. And we did the service up at the Little Mennonite Church in northern Minnesota. And it was, it was very, you know, it was a funeral. It was a very emotional Thing and we, we played this one song that uh, Come Angel Band it was Emmy Lou Harris was this one and it's a powerful beautiful song and, and we sang that and, and just the Lord really moved and and then after the service I went over to my best friend's house the guy that led me to the Lord he lives up there Michael and first thing out of his mouth he said 
your guitar sounded like crap and shit. And the thing, you know, <laughs> forgive me my expression, but, you know, I mean, just to, after a funeral, you know, my father-in-law and I, uh, I just looked at him. And then every people jumped in. Well, it wasn't that bad, you know, and they started jumping and trying to cover it. And I'm just sitting there. And, 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 and I knew I had to, you know, Jeff, I knew I had to just let, let it go and try and get over it, but I just couldn't. And it just quietly said. Finally came down to the city. We talked about it and got it all straightened out because we're good friends. I said, Michael, why'd you say, oh, I'm sorry, you know. And so, you know, that all goes and it all worked out. But I went on this little trail, in my trail of, being upset and offended, the Lord showed something of where I was the one that had said that during worship services in the church. That guitar thing. And I come to our worship service at the church we're at, you know, and, and uh, probably got four or five guitars and I can't hear any of them. And for a guitar player, that just freaks me out. I can't hear the guitar. They got all the pedals, you know, and they're just, what? And, you know, and we're supposed to be worshiping, right? And I'm just sitting there. And it's taken, th- you know, three, four songs, finding, oh, well, oh, maybe I'll just praise the Lord. Okay. You know, duh. And I, I know we're getting a little warm here because none of you have ever complained about the worship here, have you? I got one of them phones. I can take a picture of you up here. How spiritual you look, you see. <laughs> and, but I've realized through that as I'm pondering and stewing in this thing that it's, it's obviously blocking something in my relationship with my friend and my relationship with the Lord. For I can't even pray without thinking about this thing. Critical spirit preventing us from coming in to that higher ground. Critical preventing us from coming into the where we need to be in the kingdom of God. We pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And that's another thing that kind of gets me. <laughs> I wonder when that prayer is going to be answered. How many times do we pray that? you actually think one day that God might answer that prayer? Yes, I am going to have my kingdom come in you. Will you let me? And will you stop being so critical so we can have some room to work with here? Isaiah 58 says this. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like the trumpet, Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of the God. Yes, they ask me of justice and they take delight in approaching God and they fast and, and you know, and it goes on. It says, why do you fast and, and, and you seek? And, but it's not happening. I'm really paraphrasing this here. And I want to get right to the point where it says in verse 9. Well, uh, let me start this. Verse 6, I'm sorry. It says, is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? Go, proclaim the gospel, set the captives free, go in my name. The great commission that we have. 
This is the fast to go and loose the bonds of wickedness. Undo heavy burdens. Let the oppressed go free. And that you break every yoke. Everyone. And this is the thing. The Lord wants to break every one of these yokes off us. It's not to share your bread with the hungry, that you bring your house to the poor who are cast out, and you see the naked to cover them. You shall hide yourself from your own flesh. See, I, I am so appreciative of what Pastor Rob shared this morning. He spoke prophetically and spoke vision to the church. we got to go to Sugarloaf, go over to Ur-Rolik, oh, in these areas, and to go and proclaim the gospel. But we have to go free. We don't have to go critical. Amen? You don't go over there and tell Jesus will set you free and then come back to church and complain about the worship. I didn't expect a lot of amens out of that. <laughs> when you see the naked to cover them and hide yourself from your own flesh, then your light shall break forth like the morning, your he- healing break forth speedily. Verse 9, then you shall call and the Lord will answer and you shall cry and he will say, here I am, if you take away from your midst the pointing of the finger." And the speaking wickedness. And extend your soul to the hungry. Satisfy the afflicted soul. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness. And your darkness shall be as the noonday. And here's what I love. The Lord will guide you continually. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There you got an open man. You can get some guidance. There, the air is clear. The yokes are off. There's some freedom. Satisfy your soul in drought. Strengthen your bones and you'll be like a, a water garden. Spring of water whose waters do not fail. And those from among you shall build the old waste places. The first time this verse stood out to me, Pastor Jeff was right over here on Country Club in our little cabin. He began to speak vision about going to the urban areas. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. And that Meaning of that word there, streets, is paths. The restorer of paths. To restore the path so you know which way to walk. You see how awful that criticism is, that critical spirit and that stuff? You can't even find your own path for Monday, let alone what you feel the Lord, you know, God's calling on your life. We just don't have time for it, church. Let me just paraphrase it and put it to you real simple. You got a problem with the worship? Get over it. Get over it. However you got to do it, get over it. Get free. And I've had to learn this. And actually I had to repent of making sound a God. Obsessed with it has to sound right. My Lord, Rob, how did we sound out in the streets? We sounded like the gong show. Talk about the gong show. 
Man, when we were doing street ministry, I broke two strings and you keep playing. <laughs> yeah. That was a new, and then I'll never forget the one in Seattle. We were singing outside and this guy ran up. He's, you people believe in noise pollution? You know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, and at that funeral where the guitar sounded so bad, there wasn't a dry eye in the house when we sang that song. And when we sang that song to my father-in-law, who was in a comatose state, gently standing over a weeping because tears came through his eyes. There's no American Idol in heaven. See, in this, our, our society, and it gets in the church. You know, this whole performance thing. Oh, man, I just, I don't know. Sometimes it's just, it's upsetting. I, I could say some things, but then I'll get back into that critical thing. I don't want to. <laughs> I could just take off, but it's helped me, Lord. Thank you. We better keep going. So, the first thing is starting to, to have our eyes open and, and we're free that we can see the Lord. And the next thing then is to hear the Lord, to hear instead of being so quick to speak. And the good verse on that, of course, is in James. Let every man be quick to hear and slow to speak. Amen. Luke 9.35 is one that kind of stood out to me in this. It was after, on the Mount of Transfiguration, verse 28 says, came to pass about eight days after these things that Jesus took Peter, John, and James, went up on the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered. His robe became white and glistening. Behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and those with them were heavy with sleep, and they were, and when they were fully awake, they saw glory in two men who stood with them. Then it happened, as they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And that's one of the things that's, that's so typical. When we get Revelation... And there's just this immediate reaction, you know, thank you, Lord, I'll take it from here. <laughs> That's called independence. When we hear the Lord and when we see the Lord, it's important that we wait. There again, Rob was, Pastor Rob was right on this morning giving this prophetic word to rest in the Lord. Take my yoke. Get rid of your criticism. Get rid of this thing. Whatever this yoke is, lay it down. You know what, church? I had to lay down the yoke of being an evangelist. Seriously. I got tired. There was this stigma attached to us with the street evangelism. We always had to go and you you just get into this thing. You go through the motions. And after a while, I didn't even enjoy it anymore. I really didn't. I didn't enjoy it anymore. And my Bible says to serve the Lord with gladness. You know, and if you can't do that, then you better, you better pray and get some things, you know, get, get some things in line here. So he goes on, and 
not knowing what he said, like at the end of verse 33, while he was saying this, that's kind of good, isn't it? Not knowing what he's saying. See, he was quick to speak. He was, Peter was quick to speak. He saw this glory and this Moses, Elijah, all this. Wow. And he's, Lord, you know, let's build a TV station with satellites. And go around the world. And he was just quick to speak. And that's not a bad thing. But that, that's not what was you know, supposed to be happening here. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them. And they were fearful as they entered the cloud. Uh, talk about revival. <laughs> and a voice came out of the cloud and it said, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Hear him. Be quiet and listen. And I had to get delivered from this. I may have told this story here several times before. Some of you have heard us. Please be patient. But there was one Monday morning. I went into our office in the basement there in the home, and I began to pray. And as a minister, you know, first thing Monday morning, I'm praying. And, you know, so I'm just getting in there and just going at it and just start praying in tongues and praying and just trying to really press through, and nothing's happening. You know, but this was my duty. Full-time minister, it's Monday morning. I'm going to start off praying. I'm going to start praying, and nothing's happening. And then I had to get real. I said, you know, Lord, I don't even feel like praying. Then came the duh moment. <laughs> That's what I call it. That's my definition of wisdom is duh. <laughs> you finally wake up and, and voice, well, then don't do nothing. Then the scripture came, be still. <laughs> and know that I'm God. Just be with me. Just be still. And as I did that, then I just put on some music, some worship music. And long story short, by the end of that morning, when I was praying, man, it was smoking. It was happening. You see, but the Spirit had to raise it up. And we had to let he who loses his life will gain it. Let go. Just quit stewing about this thing. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You got to let this thing go. It's just, it's, it's just in your mind, and 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 if it gets any longer, it's going to corrupt your spirit. And you need to let this thing go and release it here this morning. To be free, and that you can hear. To be free to hear the Lord. Isaiah 58, 13. Then we'll get to the last part here. Isaiah 58, 13 says, If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, Call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure. I hate to say this, church, but you know, in the body of Christ, there's still a whole lot of us that it's just all about us. 
you got to get over you. <laughs> I don't miss you. I just get out of your me world and get into God. Look up. Come up higher. Come up higher. Get out of yourself. Honor him, doing, not doing your own ways, not finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Proverbs says something about he who is quick to give his opinion is a fool. <laughs> We're so quick to give our political opinions and all this stuff and get it out there on Facebook and all this. And, and boy, I'll tell you, just <laughs> why? So what? Okay, so, well, I feel this way and this is this. Well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> you know, that's wonderful. Anything else you want to talk about? You know? <laughs> what else is God doing? <laughs> you know, you just, it's baggage. It's garbage. It's just stuff that. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. I'm still... Sam, want to learn how to delight myself in the Lord. Then he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you all the desires of your heart. But to delight yourself, and I've asked the Lord this, and I'm still. You get the whole revelation, I'll call you Rob and come back, and we'll, yeah. <laughs> but that's for you to find in your path how to delight yourself in the Lord, how to be free and take delight in Him, in just being with Him. Being still before him on a Monday morning. Or doing whatever he tells to do that day. Or at that moment. To be free. To delight yourself in the Lord. Then I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. Then you start to come up. Then you get above the waves. Then you get above all the voices. Then you come up higher. Says, come on up here. And I'll show you what I'm really like. Woo! And feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Last thing. I'm going to help some of you out here tomorrow. Uh, today I'm going to read you tomorrow's devotion. <laughs> All right? So when you wake up tomorrow, well, yeah, I'm all ready for this. I... Read my uh, utmost for highest for November 10th. It talks about fellowship in the gospel and being a fellow laborer of the gospel of Christ. I'll read just a few things here. He says, if you seek great things for yourself, thinking God has called me for this and that, you barricade God from using you. As long as you maintain your personal interests and ambitions, you cannot be completely aligned or identified with God's interests. This can only be accomplished by giving up all your personal plans once for all and by allowing God to take you directly into his purpose for the world. Your understanding of your ways must be surrendered Because now your ways are, are the ways of the Lord. And, and here's the point I want to get to here 
as we start to wrap up. He says, I must learn that the purpose of my life belongs to God, not to me. And even this whole thing, you know, what is my purpose and the purpose-driven life? And, the, and we try to get all introspective and all this thing. You know, I, I just give it to God. <laughs> I, I can't, you know. I just surrender it to the Lord. And as you do that, it really boils down to this this morning, people, that, you know what God is after is just simply for us to trust him. You abandon yourself. You trust the Lord that he's going to fix this situation. Trust the Lord that whatever is going on here, whatever needs to be released, you just got to trust the Lord with it. That's what I had to do with Michael, my friend. This thing, it was just bothering me. And, you know, the guitar probably did sound bad. It did. You know, I, I quit trying to defend, you know. All right, it sounded bad, you know. I didn't, you know, whatever. We did what the Lord told us to do. And God moved and God used it. And I just, Lord, and I just surrender this. And I trust you. that we need to learn as Christians. We have to abandon these things. Lose your life for my sake and your gain. And I like his quote here. He says, I must learn that the purpose of my life belongs to God, not to me. I don't have to figure it out. I could not afford. ourselves, our cozy little world within the world. 
you know, our routines. We have, I do this, 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 this. Something, and it's good to have some structure, yes. But I'm finding the Spirit of the Lord is starting to break up some of my routines. Even my Monday morning thing. Sometimes even the spot I'm at. The Lord will tell, have me do my devotion in another spot. Go somewhere else. No. See, we're afraid to take risks. Jeff and I were talking about this yesterday. And that we, a lot of times we, we, we just... We want to live in an ordered, secured world. In the kingdom of God, <laughs> you let go and you trust. And you get into a place where the kingdom of God <laughs> is the person where the king dwells. It's Jesus. Yeah, we, we focus, and that doesn't, you know, you don't go around speaking tongues all day and listen to Hillsong. <laughs> no, I go to the post office and you know and do all these things. But there's something etern- internally that is free, that's released, and and that 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 stays yielded to the Lord. And so continue to trust Him. And this is what I believe He's after. Like Paul said, in Him we live. In Him we move. In Him, we have our being. Your life is hid with Christ in God. And I believe this is some things that the Lord is, is, is the Holy Spirit is starting to, to, to release us. That when the storms come and the waves, and they will, they will come. They will come. But like the three men in the fire, there was a fourth man, wasn't there? See, and God didn't take us out of the storm, but he takes us through it, and you walk with him. And there's a delight in him. There's a, there's a communion with him. Isn't that awesome to think about even, too, some of the martyrs that were killed? Some of them had joy as they were dying. Well, that I mean, just drove the torrent. Even I, I was reading a historical thing about uh, Pontius Pilate after you know crucifying Jesus was tormented. He recently just tormented after this, you know. Uh, but Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. And I wonder sometimes what that joy was that he saw. You think he, he could have possibly seen all of your faces sitting here today worshiping the Lord? We will dance on the streets of the day. He knows what we need to hear. He knows every day. And he's faithful. Amen. Let's pray this morning. And Rob, could you come and just Maybe give us something on the on the keyboard. Father, thank you today.
We thank you, Lord. Release us, Lord. If you want to stand, feel free to do so today, or if you want to just remain seated too, that's fine. But I want you to just be able to take a little bit of what the Holy Spirit spoke to you today. If there's been something with a, a criticalness or just unbelief or just to repent of even being selfish in your thinking. And to just come today and and be free and just receive afresh from the Lord this morning. God, you're so good. You're so good. Come on, some of you raise your some of you need to raise your hands right now. Raise your hands, some of you right now, and just it's a it's not a religious thing, it's a thing of release. You know, when you get arrested, you raise your hands. You you just you just release that to the Lord. Free us, Lord. Free us. Deliver us, O oh God, from our narrow way of thinking. That we could come into the the joy that you created us to have. That fellowship. Lord, we're crying out for the fellowship with your Son who dwells within us. And Lord, that these days will not be wearisome, but these will be days of fulfillment. Days of growing in the grace and knowledge of you, O God. That we call out to you today. Our hearts cry out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Oh, bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us and washes us. Wash us afresh today, Lord. Cleanse our minds, our hearts. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, but restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Father, do a restoring work in us. Let revival be real to each one of us. Not a religious serve, but it be something real.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank Him. Thank Him right now. Even thanking Him is an act of trust right now. Being grateful is, is, is an act of trust right now. Thank the Lord. Say, thank you, Lord, for releasing me. Thank you, Lord. I really feel this right now here, too. If there is any. You know, Mark, I know what you're saying today is so, is so real and so true. But I'm not sure if I even really know the Lord as my Savior. And if that's you today, we want, man, we want to pray with you. We can pray for you right now. I think we all need to do that, even just again here today. But if that's you, just you know, release your life to the Lord. Give your life to Jesus, and just receive, repent. Just repent of your, your life, your your sins, and receive the gift that's been given to you through God and His Son Jesus. to do that right now. I just I just feel that, to pray that even right now. I want you to just pray with me. Father in heaven, say this with me. If that's you, Father in heaven, I come to you. Lord, take my life. And I repent, Lord. I just, I just repent of being so selfish and just so not realizing that you're there. God, you've given your son as a Savior, and I receive him now. Jesus, come into my heart, my life. Take control. I receive you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Rob, is there anything that you're feeling right now? Mark has brought this morning is is good. It's for all of us. Um, but what will you do with it tonight, and tomorrow morning, and Tuesday? Because we we hear messages every week, and we do devotions, and we get a message from a devotion. But it's real easy to just go, "Oh, that was really good. Let's go have lunch," and forget what God is doing right now in our hearts and in our lives. So whatever it takes for you this morning to, maybe it's just actually getting out your bulletin and writing down the things that God is stirring up in your heart. And so that you would read that and look at that again tonight and thank God for doing a work and ask Him to keep doing it. Do some more. And take that out tomorrow. 
because he's not done. He wants to do this. And he, so he doesn't want to just make you feel something today. He wants to bring you to a new place in your walk, bring freedom and healing and ministry. So I encourage you to do that. I, and I want to bring an exhortation. If you've been sitting here all morning going, you know, so-and-so really needs this word. I hope they're here listening. Before you leave, you'd say, God, forgive me for that. And help me know what you're speaking to me. You know what? He was speaking to them too. Don't worry about it. God, what are you speaking to me? I don't want to leave without getting what you have for me so that our lives will be changed. Are you tired of coming up against the same thing? So you've been here before. Let's have the victory. Let's have the victory. You know, and, and I, I'm going to ask you, we, we, we want to receive an offering for Mark and Janelee and Forerunner Ministries. And But Father, as we even prepare our hearts to give, before we do that, Lord, we thank you for the ministry. God, I thank you for what you, you, you did. Father, you lasered in on, on some areas in my life, and, and I know that you are doing something here. God, we do. We want to go and have lunch together. We want to go and fellowship. We don't want to forget, though, what we've done, what you've done inside of us. We don't want to minimize it. God, help us to li leave here changed and bring this word, God, to full full maturity, full fruition, God, in our lives. Establish your kingdom in our life in a deeper way today. And fathers, we would want to sow into what forerunners doing in, in ministry wherever they go. God, we pray that you would bless this offering. I pray that you would touch our hearts right now and show us, Lord, how we might partner with them. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to connect and, and, and partner directly with Mark and Jana Lee, if you're writing a check, you can make it out to Forerunner Ministries. And what that's going to do is we're going to just give that to them. They're going to have your address, and they'll put you on their mailing address. Uh, if, if you want to be on their mailing address, use a tithe envelope and, and write your email address on that, and we'll just hand those to them. If you want to hear what's going on in their ministry, um, you can partner with them. And, and hear what's going on. But Norm and Susan, if you want to come, we'll receive the offering. And, and, and they don't know this, but they're going to they're gonna lead us in a song as we leave. And uh, so, amen. Amen. So, so give unto the Lord as we, as we sing on the last song.